Hello. I have had the luck and fortune of being reasonably successful in life, and I don't think that's an accident. I think that's because I have thought about things in a certain way, consumed a lot of books and material, and read from a lot of successful people on what to do, and then I've made those habits happen and produced the results that I have today. But I've often thought that if I had a single video or talk that I could do that would center on what I think the most important takeaways from those creators and those people and the things that have worked for me could have been, I would want that video to exist. And that's what this talk is going to be today. This is the top questions that I have seen very, very hyper successful people ask myself, as well as some of the top questions I have asked myself through my life to get to where I am today. So before we get started, if you like these kind of videos, this is a little bit different from the videos that I do. So if you like this kind of thing, please comment because I will do more of it if you like this sort of thing. It's not just around our normal stuff, which is like new media and digital stuff and marketing. Uh, and uh, like and subscribe to the, the channel because it makes a huge difference in the YouTube algorithm, uh, as well as join our Discord, discord.gg slash Devin. And I think the last thing, sorry, real quick, is I believe at the time of this recording, we will have a Patreon up. Oh my goodness. So you could actually support patreon.com slash Devin Nash with a lot of unique tiers that uh, can like add value. That's basically so I can throw more funding at these videos. I have no idea how well it'll do, but we'll see. Okay, that's it. That was way too long. I'm sorry. So I wanted to make a video that is a comprehensive list of the questions that I have asked myself over the years and the questions that I've seen hyper successful people ask themselves. And we're just going to go right into it. That's right. We're going to bust out the notepad. Let's begin. Oh, that's a full screen notepad. That's, that's a little bit too powerful for us right now. Okay. But let's get started. So I'm going to show you all these, and then we're just going to explain every single one in turn. So number one, and these are not in any particular order, but these are just questions that I've seen work, and we'll explain them. This is a Peter Thiel question, and this is um, quite simply, how do we 10x our results? So right into it, we can see what I love about this question is that it makes you think bigger, that you say, okay, right now I'm producing this amount in revenue, or I'm producing this much value to somebody, or I'm doing this kind of thing with my content. In what universe would this, could I just 10x this? I had 10 times the viewers, 10 times the sales, 10 times the, the business, 10 times whatever you're looking for, 10 times the learning. But it doesn't have to necessarily be in regards to a business. I think these are things that all of these questions that I've compiled for this video are things I think you can take to any aspect or walk of life. That's like the video that I would want to have exist and I just want on my channel, <laughs> even if it doesn't do well, I, w I want it to be there. So like, it starts with this kind of question of like, how do you expand your thinking? So if you're trying to lose weight, what would you do to just 10X your goal? <laughs> Literally weigh zero pounds, <laughs> you know, but get to 10X your results. And this goes along with the number two question, uh, also a Peter Thiel question, which is uh, how do we take our one year, three year and five year plans and turn them into one month, three month, and five month plans. You could say six years, six month plan, right? This is an insane, awesome question for business owners. And oftentimes I've asked myself this question and I've been able to optimize a process or make something more effective and make it work. So it's like, if you have a six month plan to build, like one of the things that we did our, at our agency is we built a merchandising vertical. So we've built an entire product out that's like super cool. It has uh, two suppliers, uh, suppliers in, in London and in Dallas, Texas. We have uh, full merchandising for influencers. We can literally just like any idea that an influencer has, we can just make merch for them. 
and we have like tons of suppliers, two different warehouses, like I mentioned before. And I thought that that was going to take a year to do. And I asked myself this question. So like, what would happen if I just did this in three months? What would have to happen? Like, how, how would we have to move? And what you find is that oftentimes you are probably overshooting the amount of time this is going to take. And that if you just get started, it's much simpler to do. So you might be like, okay, I want to have this is another one we, I did, actually, I'm just thinking of now. This isn't on the script, but it's like 10,000 subscribers. Uh, I wanted that to happen in a year on YouTube for this channel. And I said, what? but then I asked myself the question, what will we have to do to get 10,000 subscribers in six months? I half the time. And then we did it. We just, we just did it. I said I would have to post this many videos. I'd have to probably make this content like this kind of content. And I just had to think through the question. So this is like one of those questions that really, really shapes the way that you think. And all of these questions are designed to shape the way that you think in such a manner that you now think about a problem differently. Because that's really the only difference between um, someone who is highly successful and a person who is, is maybe not as successful as they want to be. It's that successful people are shaping questions in a certain way that their answers beget enormous returns on value. Does that make sense? It's, it's that a successful person is asking themselves questions in such a way that the return on investment to them is so much higher because they're strategizing, they're thinking in a way that's producing these um, exponential outcomes. And so just by shifting your thinking, you can completely change your life. This is like one of the most valuable things I've ever learned from personal development. And it took me dozens and dozens of books to get to this, which is what I kind of want to like summarize in one video to hopefully provide a lot of value. So number three is what are the most critical things I'm missing? Uh, this is probably my least favorite question, but it's still on here because it's so important. It's really obvious. Oftentimes we don't think of subtraction though. We think of addition in our lives. So we think of something like, okay, how do I add more, add more work, add more employees, add more revenue, add more value. But we don't think of like, man, what are the things that I am actually missing? What are the things that if I had to nail it down, what's like one or two things that I just know that I'm absolutely missing in, or, or, or that I'm getting blindsided for? And a really good thing to do is ask your like most trusted advisors and friends this question. Like, what do you think that I'm really underdelivering on in my business or in my life for like results? Like, what do you think? And you have that like kind of weird confrontation with them. And you'd be surprised by what kind of value that adds. A lot of the time, people around you, especially people who you surround yourself with, in a professional context, but not also like relationships, they'll have a better idea of this question than you will. And they'll help you point out those blind spots. Just most people don't bother to ask. Number four, I like this a lot more, and it's a sort of a variation on number three. What are the same problems that I'm running into repeatedly? God, I love this question so much. I ask this question to every single one of my staff members when I'm having meetings every week. I ask this question. What are the same problems that you're running into repeatedly? This is so, so valuable of a question in your life. You will find oftentimes that the problems that you're running into are the same problems over and over again that you're not conscious of because you're just not thinking in that framework. And then all of a sudden you'll realize that, man, every single time, it can be really stupid stuff. Like every single time that I have to throw something away, I have to walk downstairs and I have to throw it in the trash can. And you're like, if I just get a trash can for upstairs, I'll reduce that annoyance. 
by some huge percent. And it, so it could be a really tiny problem. That could also be really big problems. Like, okay, I'm getting stun locked into checking this particular form of social media for multiple hours a day and I hate it. And then making that process conscious and being like, I'm running into this over and over again and making a plan to actually get out of that, right? To get out of that place. The super, super valuable question that I absolutely love. Number five is, this is a Tim Ferriss question. And it's, if I, I'm rewording it because I, over the years, I've reworded these questions for my own takes. If I take a leveraged risk, meaning a risk that has more downside to you than you would normally take, like it's not a one-to-one -one risk. It might be like a three-to-one risk. Like you could lose your job. You could lose a lot of money type of thing. If I take a leveraged risk, what is the worst thing that could happen? And the secondary of this question is, can I get back to where I am now? So there's a concept in this question called catastrophic risk that I want to explain. Catastrophic risk is a concept that I consider means that you cannot get back to where you were before. So if you lose an arm, that's a catastrophic risk. If you lose a leg, that's a catastrophic risk. If you get yourself out of an, an industry and you can never, ever return to it because of something that you do or a bridge you burn, you get canceled or something. That's a catastrophic risk. What you find in life is that there are very few actual catastrophic risks. And typically, if you plan even a little bit, you can avoid them. People don't think this way, though. They think in, a, in terms of everything being a catastrophic risk. They're like, if I quit my job to go do something that I want to do, like sell an offer up or create content, I'm totally screwed and I can never come back to it. So because of that, they never pursue their passions. But in fact, very few things are catastrophic risks. Most likely, if you've developed a skill set in a certain area, you can always return to that skill set and do it again. If you take a leveraged risk and you're young, almost always you can recover that risk. This helps you frame things in a way that makes you realize that the costs of taking risks are not as bad as they normally would appear to be. And the things that freeze other people in place are things that you can just pass by because you realize that those things are phantom risks. They're illusions kind of set up to be a barrier for you when in fact, those are not real risks that you could take that would set you back so far that you would never be able to recover. Especially relevant because the vast majority of the demographic watching this video is like 25 to 40. And if you're in that range or younger, I would heavily consider you to think about the leverage risks you can take. M many people uh, freeze their entire lives and don't achieve the things that they want to achieve because they, they ignore this question. This is a super important question. Number six is also a Tim Ferriss question. This is, if I only worked two hours a week on my business venture or goal, whatever it be, what would I do? So this is so cool. and. I think that Tim Ferriss got inspired on this question based on a presidential cabinet member in the US that thought about this question. This really helps you prioritize what you want to do. If you only worked two hours on, on your business, what would it be? So I think about that. And I'm like, man, that would definitely be telling other people to start projects. It would be, I would ideate a project like a work back. So I'd start a Google Doc and I'd be like, okay, this is a project for another merch person. And then I'd set somebody to have that conversation. I'd set somebody else to, to, to set it up. And I, I, I find that like what I would do with those two hours is entirely delegate. I would do nothing myself. I would try to find people to start projects that then would exponentially increase the amount of effective time that is available. And that's a really cool frame of thinking because you get out of the way that you're thinking now, which might be like I'm putting 60 hours or 70 hours of resources into this and... Um, you get into a frame of thinking that becomes a lot more effective and sort of drives you or forces you to become a leader. So this is another question that I love. This one is really cool. So this is, what if I only 
could subtract things from my life, what would I have to do to simplify my life or problem? So remember when I, we came to the number three, and I said that a lot of people are just thinking about adding things? This, I think, is sort of the ultimate version of this question, which is if I could only subtract things from my life. So you cannot add anything. You can't add an employee. You can't add a process. You can't, you just, you have to simplify things. What could you do? What could you cut out that would make your life that much more simple? Some of the obvious ones are things like social media or procrastination, time wasters that don't add you any value. Some less obvious ones might be around your work schedule, your commute, uh, things that make you more convenient. Is there something you're spending a lot of time doing that you could replace with money that will, uh, for example, like maybe you spend a huge amount of time cleaning your house and it would be worth the opportunity cost for you to get that, to, to remove that completely and just hire somebody once a week to come in. If you could only, sim- so these are ways to kind of think about simplifying your life, which affects your like work and everything else. And then um, this is this is one question that I've developed for myself. Am I delegating appropriately and investing a certain okay, actually that's there's actually should be two questions there. Okay, so so this is am I delegating appropriately? Let's start with that one. Am I using so if I take I think that every single person has a certain value on their time. Whether you're aware of it or not, it could be ten dollars an hour, it could be fifty dollars an hour, it could be five thousand dollars an hour. It depends on what people are willing to pay and your own internal perception and confidence in that number. If that number is, if the activities you're doing, the majority of activities you're doing, fall below that number in value, you have a problem. So if you're worth three hundred dollars an hour, for example, and you are constantly doing tasks that are you can pay $30 an hour for or $50 an hour for. For example, let's use the one before, like cleaning your house. That is not worth your time because you could be using that time for, to make $300. And, this, and I think this comes down to maybe something that I'll do a future video about, which is that, because I get this question a lot, I think a lot of people undervalue themselves in their worth, in their, in their total worth. I think a lot of people don't realize that they're actually worth like a lot more than they might realize. And if you price this out, and you look at like what even your job is paying you or what you think your job should be paying you, you should, and you're a reasonably educated person that has some work experience, like being in the 30 to $75 hour range or 50 to $75 range is not unreasonable. And if you're at that point, you can pay people for a lot of stuff. You can pay people for a lot of tasks. Um, and that includes not just people, but machines like shipping things, or maybe you switch entirely to Amazon grocery or something so that things just come to your door other than spending an hour a day going and shopping. For example, that's something I've been looking into because I spend a lot of time walking around and shopping for things. And all of a sudden you'll realize that there, especially in a platform based society that we live in now, you can save so much time and become so much more effective if you start thinking about how you can delegate. And there are a, there's a, there's a huge list of activities that this pertains to. So thinking about this question in that context helps me become that much more effective and successful because I'm integrating other people into what I'm doing. And that leads us to one of the final questions, which is, am I investing a certain percentage of my income, the highest possible, back into making more or slash my business? So way too many people are 
taking what they make as a payout and they're not investing it back into a side project or even the primary project they're working on. So if you have a job and you're not investing a certain percentage back of, of your income back into making more income in different places, whether that be investing, which is the obvious one, but less obvious is starting a side hustle or a product or a software service or a Kindle book. It's a very easy one you can do if you have a lot of expertise. Investing a certain amount of resources every month back into that process is how you start developing multiple income streams. And so uh, there, was a, there was an article by Forbes, I think, where the average millionaire has about four to six income streams, different income streams. One of the best ways you can start making more income and becoming more successful is stacking income streams on top of each other, even if they're small income streams, because every income stream that is a separate vertical from what you're doing. So let's say you have like job and then over here you do, you sell some products on OfferUp and then over here you like stream on Twitch. Every single one of those separate income streams has the potential to pop off, right? Separately from the others. So maybe your content on Twitch starts doing really well and you have a knack for it. And now all of a sudden that's overperforming all of the other income streams. But you would never know that if you had just had the primary one, which is your job. Maybe you suddenly get a promotion and now you're making 50 to 100% more income because you've been elevated to like an executive position. Or maybe your job, your, your work on OfferUp goes crazy and or you the clients that you're taking for consulting or for some small business that you're doing on the side. So diversifying income streams is really important and making sure that you are investing a certain amount of your income back into those efforts. I think the more that you become distributed, a lot of, a lot of people say like, when you're investing, you need to have a diversified portfolio. But I would take that a step further. And I'll tell you something I think I've never heard in another video, which is that I think you should be a diversified person. That the more income streams that you have coming in from uh, content creation, consulting, labeling my own ones, right? Um, rental properties, investments, sure. Uh, cryptocurrency, um, W2, working for a company, which is, and my job, um, 1099, like having YouTube income, right? You, you'll get to the point where it's like, oh, I have like three or four of these kind of tiny trickle income streams. And even if you make a few bucks off them, if you're using these other questions in conjunction with number nine, you're figuring out how to scale those things. And before you know it, you'll, be, you'll have uh, incredible returns. So I think that's one of the most important questions. So you might think, well, Devin, this is a short video. It's only 18 minutes long. Yeah, surprise, it's going to still go, okay? Because I'm going to introduce you to a, another really small subset of questions that um, I call 80-20. And I, if I'm making a singular video that is going to have the most important questions I've ever asked, I have to include these because this is a project that I generally do every month now. I used to do it every two weeks. And I think that it's the most amount of value that I've ever done in any one exercise. It's just incredibly valuable. So we're going to quickly go through this because I don't want this to be too long, but I'm going to uh, put these down for you. And you're going to see um, some of the questions that you would ask. So this would be a kind of like monthly exercise that you would do maybe on, you know, at the end of a month or the beginning of a month, depending on how you want to be inspired. What are 20% of the activities or people that are producing 80% of what I want? Um, incredible question. It will help you frame your mind in a way that makes you realize that probably there's a, a couple things that are, you're doing in your life that are making uh, and producing the results. And, and likewise, what are 20% of the activities and people that are producing 80% of my problems also works the other way. So you'll find that um, 
otherwise small aspects of your life are producing huge amounts of stress. Sometimes this is a friend or family member or a, a particular person at your work. And if you find a way to segment or cut those things out, you'll be a lot happier as a person for doing very little effort. I've almost always found that a, a huge amount of my emotional or like physical problems or anything can be solved by doing like a 10 or 20% activity. What are 20 percent of the activities of people taking my time? This is a really good question is the one that kind of got me onto um, uh, social media, like like being a problem for me that I, I realized that it was taking a huge amount of time in comparison to what percentage of like my life it was and was just not acceptable and I had to cut it out. So you can watch my video. Uh, with, if I remember it, I'll link it. Why I finally quit so how I finally quit social media is a few videos ago. What do I need to do to increase the value of what I'm doing 10x? This is just a repeat of question number one, but it's in the monthly format. Uh, this is a question I added after a long time, and I just thought was really valuable. What has had the greatest positive and negative emotional impact on my life in the last month? Positive and negative. So this question has two answers. Super cool. <laughs> like um, you'll you'll go back and you'll think of one particular event that had an enormous positive effect on you. And you'll be like, that felt really good. I want to do more of that. And then you'll also have something where you'll feel like had a very negative emotional impact. And you'll be like, I don't want to do more of that. So then you take this list and I'm just going to add a couple more questions to it. Um, I'm going to add one more question to it. I have more questions, but I just want to do the most important ones. If I could accomplish one thing to feel the day is completed, what is that one thing? This is an extremely important question for people that have zero days. So zero days are when you just have nothing happen. If you've ever had one of these, you get like you can vibe with me, post a comment or something. Actually, what are we? 21 minutes in this video. If you're here for this long and you've watched this whole thing, especially a business focused one, let me know in the comments. That'd be super cool if you watch all these. You get the uh, the long the long term watcher gang. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Yeah, please post a comment. Um, if I accomplish one thing to feel the day is completed, what is that one thing? Zero days suck, and I used to have tons of zero days where I would have a completely full day without any productivity, and this was this felt terrible. You'd go day to night, and you would you just have a zero day. This is a great question for people that have a lot of zero days. If you accomplish one thing, it could be brushing your teeth. It could be making a very small amount of progress. Um, you shouldn't, you should try to compartmentalize the answer to this question as small as possible. So it should be something that you can do in 15 minutes or 20 minutes that just answers this problem. And even for things that even now for, I never have zero days anymore because I've worked those out of my system, but I will always answer this question in a small way. I'll be like, I need to go for a walk today. I need to do a little bit of physical exercise. I need to meditate. It'll be something very small that if I can accomplish, I can hold on to that thing and say, this day wasn't a total negative. There was a way to recover it. Eating good food. You'd be surprised how small this thing could be that would rescue your day. And this is a kind of a 10% happier concept that if you're continuously asking yourself this question and you're trying to plan these things out, you'll, you'll, you'll start to improve your days day by day by day by day. And that'll improve your weeks, which will improve 
improve your months, which will improve your years. And all of a sudden, like your total happiness will increase just because you're thinking about this on a day-by-day uh, process, right? Because happiness and overall satisfaction in life happen in every present moment. They don't happen as like some kind of macro concept. Like everybody's looking to be happy over here or everybody's looking to be successful like like out in the ether. But that's not a thing right now. It doesn't exist yet. What exists is what you can do right now. So if you focus on having one day that is in your view successful and you've activated on and you feel good about, it will have exponential results because you'll keep doing that practice and that behavior will lead into success loops. Then finally, I think what you do is you put together a to-do list based on the conclusions of these questions. You put together a to-do list and then you put together a not to-do list, which I love. Uh, I think not enough people recommend this. I think it's equally as important to do a to-do list as it is not to-do list. Okay, So you're going to come up with a lot of things where you realize there are critical things you're missing. There's problems that you run into repeatedly. There's uh, things taking a lot of your time. You'll have so much information by doing this introspection. Um, and I'll tell you the story of how I do these questions. So uh, when I was in LA at CLG and I started doing this practice, I would go into this tea shop that was usually empty. And there was just a guy there. And I would hand him my phone. That was like the agreement we had. I'd give him my phone. I had paper and pencil. And he would give me my hot tea, hot green tea, which I love, big passion of mine, and a small thing of goldfish. Don't ask me about the goldfish. That was his deal. I don't know. It was just his thing, okay? So I get my goldfish. I get my tea. I would sit down with my pencil and paper, and I would have these questions pre-written out, and I would just jam. And it, it, it is so valuable, my friends, like to get away from social media, to get away from all the like bad ick feelings of the world, and just be in a place where you cannot be contacted. Go to a park, go to like a, a shop, like some, some cafe where you're out of the way or something, put together a to-do list, physical written paper, put together a not to-do list, and then circle or highlight what I would call the force multipliers, the things that are going to have 3x, 4x, or 5x results on everything. And this, this is just something that like, even if one person watches this video and gets something out of this, then this will be a successful video because this genuinely to me is what transformed me into being a business owner today, into having, for the most part, the life that I want financially, physically, and mentally. It's this process. This is probably one of the most important videos that I'm going to create. So I hope that this helps you and that it benefits you. Um, that's the entire video. That's everything I have to offer. And if it did, leave a comment or like and subscribe to the video. It's totally free. Come to our Discord. Um, if it's up, support the Patreon. It would be awesome. And that's it. That's all I've got. Um, I hope it helped you out. Um, thank you so much. See you again next time. Bye.